We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello there, my lovely listener. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. On this episode, I want to help you own your niche. We will cover some teachings from Mike McCallowicz on this show, as well as some experiences we've had with our clients. The first realization that I would like you to have that is important for you to discern is that you are a manufacturer, even if you're not manufacturing any products. Every business is a manufacturer. Service-based businesses are manufacturing emotions and experience, right? So we've talked about that on previous episodes. Um, Do you know the number one emotion your clients have when they purchase your services? For me, for instance, as a business consultant, the number one emotion my clients experience is relief. They have been going for so long on their own and have done so much. They also feel confused and overwhelmed at times. And so hiring me immediately gives them a feeling of relief. So your business could be selling confidence, accuracy, precision, freedom, What is the number one emotion that your clients have when they purchase your services? I'm here to help you work less and work less hard, especially, and work more efficiently, right? So understand that you have operated up to this point by raw effort, panic, sweat equity, and that is okay, right? You have accomplished so much and you should be proud. The problem is that these results create a false positive which encourages us to continue using the same method and mindset. But we need to change that. Why? Like I said earlier, because I'm here to help you work less and work more efficiently, right? That's why we need to change that, because there are ways out there for us entrepreneurs to work more efficiently and less hard. The question is, who do you trust? And so let's pin it down a little bit so that it's more clear what we're talking about. When it comes to owning your niche, you have to think about scalability and growth. The methods that you 
are applying on your business right now? Do they depend solely on you? Or can someone with a leveraged skill plug in turnkey and be able to duplicate it? Right. These are the questions that you need to be asking yourself when it comes to scalability and growth. So what facilitates rapid growth? Well, I will cover four aspects of it here. Number one is to reduce the variability of the product produced. Number two, to become very efficient in very few things. Number three, use fewer and easier steps. And number four, reduce problems. So diversification is playing not to lose, as the title of this podcast suggests. But specialization is playing to win. So you want to be specializing, guys. And I know this is so hard, especially when it comes to businesses like business consulting, coaching, some of these industries. Um, it's, it becomes very, very difficult to specialize. And so my goal with this episode is to help you pin it down. Okay. The biggest manufacturers, they produce 10 models in a handful of different colors to reduce the variability and to allow for better processes, less problems and more efficiency. And so you have to be taking this mindset to your business, even if you're not producing or manufacturing a product. So here's an analogy for you. The general practitioner versus the specialist. The general practitioner, let's think of a medical doctor. They could be a a general practitioner, would attract a general audience with general needs. They would also not pay any form of premium, right? So usually you can hire them for a very accessible price. They serve locally with great variability, and they will pass extreme patients on to a specialist. So let's talk about an example of a cardiologist. So now uh, the people that they're seeing are going to have to do with the heart, right? So they attract special customers with special needs. They usually charge at a premium, and patients will go to the extraordinary measures to get these specialized services. Why? Well, If you or your father or someone that you love is in need of a cardiologist, I am sure that you're going to research the best in town. You're not just going to go to any. And that's what what we would do. We would go to the ends of the earth to find the best specialist when we have a specific problem. So specialists are elite providers that will attract elite customers. Okay, so this is a good way to look at it in these terms in terms of the new mindset that you need to have to be able to scale. So this is an example of a specific industry niche focus. Concentrated effort institutes concentrated growth. So now the important thing is to determine your niche. So here are some things that you could do to determine your niche. You could run a client assessment. Okay, so you would look at all the clients that you have and the ones that give you the most revenue to the least revenue. What are these clients paying to work with you? How much time are you spending on their work? What is your effective rate, right? So this is a nice, interesting key performance indicator that I help my clients to develop, which is called the Effective Rate Key Performance Indicator, KPI. Um, And it's important for you to know this for your business. Now, people that spend the most money on your services value you the most. That's a given. So determining your cringe factor would be your next step. Once you determine your clients from a most revenue to a least revenue, the next thing you need to do is to determine your cringe factor. When this clients call, what is your reaction? Are you excited? Do you ignore it? 
Or are you happy about it? Or are you nonchalant? What is the feeling that you get every time the phone rings and the caller ID shows that specific client? Also, this reaction applies to the industry as well as the individual. So sometimes you get more excited about certain industries than others. Uh, it, that's normal for every, every business uh, because I value health and fitness, for instance. I love when I get clients in this arena. I recently worked with a nutritionist because I value uh, nutrition. And so it's nice to collaborate and work with people that are in industries that you're passionate about. So this is a very important distinction to make. Now, you narrow it down, the clients that have the highest revenue, an effective rate, and then make you excited to work with them. So it's just as simple as that, you guys. Once you do that, what would the effect on your business be if we worked with 10 of these clients? So this is the process of determining your niche so that you can own it. So now I'm going to pose four questions for you to explore. And I want you to be thinking of your three best clients that you've determined previously when you're answering these questions. And perhaps you can even get some help from them, ask them these four questions so that you're really clear about what the answer is to these questions. What am I doing right? This is number one question. This is what they're paying attention to. Not necessarily what you're doing right, but this is how they are measuring you. So knowing this is so, so important. They will measure what they think about you based on very little of what they know of you. In actuality, what you're doing right is what you need to improve upon. Now, what am I doing wrong? Ask instead, what is wrong with my industry? This is the person outside of the room, so honesty can be voiced. Your client is probably not going to be a competitor of yours, and so they um, can be as honest as they can, as blunt as they wish. And this allows us to view our industry from their vantage point. So this is what you need to fix. Where do you congregate? Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> so the goal here is for you to find all the places that your client goes and where people like them will likely go also, like the events, the association, the blogs that they read, the websites, the magazines, the podcasts they listen to, anything that has to do with where they're congregating, right? This is important for you to find out. And then what other vendors do you depend on? This is the vendor well. Huge opportunities for alliance exist here. You and the vendor have an opportunity to collaborate and become more efficiently and effectively for your client. It is also likely that this vendor is serving other clients with similar needs to your best clients. So as you build rapport, it is likely this vendor can act as a gateway to your ideal client. You guys, there is an episode that I did with Roger Salam that we talk about joint ventures. That's pretty much what this is. It really is a joint venture um, where you are benefiting each other because of a working relationship, right? But you're not necessarily competitors and you can do these joint ventures all the time if you're aware and awake to the opportunities. So now the next step that you need to do is to research and run an asset test. So Mike Michalowicz talks about this asset test. And the step number one for that is to confirm and identify associations. This shows that this industry is significant enough that it has formed a way to congregate and it's focused enough that it has a group exclusive to their industry. And then the step number two is to calculate the 20% saturation rule. 
So step number one, recapping, is to confirm and identify the associations. Step number two would be to calculate the 20% saturation rule. The leader in the market is not only the most recognizable, but generally the most profitable. So as a general rule, they own 20% of their market. For example, Coke owns over 20% of the soda market. United Airlines has over 20% or more of the airplane market. These are the leading authorities within their market. We want you to be the Coke in your industry. That is what owning your niche means. So use a tool to identify the size of the industry niche. And um, you can do that into infousa.com. You can then multiply that number by 20%. If the number falls between 1,000 or 10,000, you are in a specialized niche. An industry that calculates under 1,000 is likely too small and not an ideal niche. Anything over 10,000 is likely too large to market to with our resources. So why 20%? Because the leader in any category owns approximately 20% or more of the market. Now, step number three, consider the terminology and language. So recapping again, research and run the asset test. Step number one, confirm and identify associations. Step number two, calculate the 20% saturation rule. And then step three, last but not least, is to consider the terminology and language. Does this industry communicate using a unique language, terminology, or acronyms? When you learn these specific words, you automatically earn their trust. So it's very, very important for you to be able to communicate with them in their terms. I talk about this in almost every single episode. You have to know who you're speaking to, and you have to change the way you talk depending on who is listening. This is not manipulation, guys. This is actually true service. If you believe that you can help these people, then you're going to do everything that you can to win their trust and serve them. So this is why you want to learn their terminologies and acronyms. Now, niche penetration. How do you penetrate the niche? How do you penetrate it so that you can own it? So you have to understand the ins and outs. Our goal is to become an authority in our determined niche. But the question is how? How do you do that? So we have interviewed our clients and we have identified a niche. Now we're going to take the steps in order to get into that niche. This too requires research and understanding. So the first step for this, and I'm going to cover three steps here for you to penetrate your niche. Step number one, find influencers. Step number two, find five congregations. Step number three, find 10 blogs and podcasts. In step number one, find the influencers. In this step, we want to identify the top five influencers in our target industry. This helps us in two ways. The first one is being that it allows us to size up the cash flow and capability of this industry. The more influencers, the more money is provided. The step number two is to find congregations. These congregations can be national, regional. They can be online. They can be offline, in person, right? It doesn't matter. Our goal here is to prove accessibility. In determining our niche, we asked our best clients where they congregate. Now we're putting that research to action. So step number three is 10 blogs or and podcasts. This means that there is a reasonable flowing in an area where you can easily begin your market penetration. 
So taking action. Now that we've talked about how to do this, we're going to talk about what is it that you need to be doing. And so uh, we're going to cover a few steps here for, to be more specific, on what are the actions that you need to take immediately today, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, so that you can own your niche. So step number one, interview the influencers. We have done the research to determine where we can start the permeation. In this step, we want to focus on playing up the ego on the influencers. We do this by expressing that you are working on a blog post or a podcast pertaining to their specific industry, and you would love to interview them to learn about the trends particular to their industry. So how to structure this call? Show interest in them. So besides pizza, the guy is an award-winning pizza acrobat. What does that mean? Right? What the heck does that mean? Yes, the guy that throws the doll up in the air and do all those tricks. He was also a keynote speaker at a recent pizza expo. He's a rags to riches story, so we chatted about all of that. That's an example that I'm giving you about someone that is passionate about pizza, right? But you really need to show interest in them and find something specific that you can talk to them about. Um, number two, be upfront that I wanted to connect and build a relationship for selfish reasons because that was what he wanted to, right? That's all we all wanted. So have no hidden agendas. Um, just be real. Uh, number three, talk about his goals and objectives so I could talk about how to achieve that. One problem he has is clients with their books in order, for instance, if they, they are a bookkeeper. It is hard to see if their food costs are out of line, for instance, if their P&L is not accurate, right? Gee, you know, you can help with that. So that's an example, for instance, of a niche. So explain your business and how it works. Ask about what events pizza, pizza owners go to or what events bookkeepers go to, right? Or whatever it is that the niche that you're focusing on. Number six, what did he think our next steps was, which he elaborated on quite well, and we have an appointment to catch up in two weeks or not. If you feel that it's not clear what the next steps are, you need to make that clear. We talk a lot about this in our podcast, too, about the sequence of events and that you need to be guiding your clients through the process of working with you so that they can have an amazing experience. The more clear those steps are, the more the better chances you have that they will have a great experience with you. So be sure to let these influencers know that you may have more questions and will call back if, if so. This prepares them to hear from you again and keeps the door of opportunity open. Now, step number two, identify 25 prospects. We want to find at least 25 prospects in your particular region for the purpose of soliciting. Okay. And number three, inquiry about services. You have already interviewed this influencer about their industry and expressed your you may have further questions. And you do. Of course you do. So, however, this time they're going to be about his or her services. Gear the conversation to express that you're interested in working with their industry and want to know more about how you can do so effectively and efficiently by learning more about the services they provide. Okay, and step number four, initiate follow through. You promise a blog post, podcast, or essay. Do it. Just get it done, right? Um, so this is really um, a little bit about owning your niche and recognizing how you can penetrate the, that niche, okay? If you have more questions about owning your niche, if this is confusing to you, if you pro 
um, if it get, actually gives you anxiety, uh, because I used to experience anxiety when uh, actually determining my niche. I just felt like I would be singling out opportunities that I would actually, it just felt like a disservice to me and my business, even though I knew it wasn't. So I needed a little extra help for that. Okay. If that is you right now, if this resonates with you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me um, and we can discuss that in more specific terms. Okay. But what I want for you is that you own your niche. I want you to be able to penetrate your niche. I want you to be able to feel good about the niche that you've chosen. And these are the things that are important in order for you to scale and grow. If you're not there yet because your business is not ready for scalability and growth, then you need to still continue to serve as many clients as you can because this is how we find out what we like and what we don't like. Uh, when you first start your business, you're going to be working with all sorts of people. And you're going to realize that some experiences are going to be more pleasant than others. And so when you get to the point that you're like, I know what I want, I know what I like, and this is what I'm going to go for. This is when you start to apply the steps that we talked about in this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be doing a challenge coming up on August 1st that is going to be helping you to get more clear about all of this, okay, about your niche how you can own your niche, how you can develop a brand that speaks to that niche. So don't miss out on that, okay? Go to my Facebook, and uh, there that is where I'm going to be post, posting the challenge every day. And also, don't forget to join my community, the Facebook group that I've created to define and align your business with your calling. And take care. Talk to you soon. Sabrina here. Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.